Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. Sai, sai. Today's episode is brought to you by Wink, the wine delivery service. Wink with a C, not with a K, losers. <laughs> We've got a lot of good shit on the show today, like Gillian Jacobs. <laughs> not Gillian Jacobs, people, okay? Gillian, like GIF. Honestly, her name, I think, is vindication for me and all the other heroes who pronounce it GIF with the hard G, not GIF, like the peanut butter. My producer, Barry Finkel, who's hey. in the suit right now, uh, had no chill <laughs> around Gil. <laughs> so why don't we let Barry tell you about how great Gillian Jacobs is. Gillian Jacobs is so great. She is the star of Love on Netflix. She was Britta Perry in Community. She had a recurring role as Mimi Rose in Girls. So yeah, Gillian Jacobs, kind of a big deal to me. And me. I'll say it. I'll go on the record. So, later in the show, we've got an interview with Gillian. Plus, I devised a new rendition of Witch's Worst, our favorite game to play with people. We'll play that with her. But before that, we're going to dive deep into my deepest love, food. We've got all that and more on today's episode of Unhappy Hour. But first, worst things first, the most fucked up news of the week. Let's do it. First story of the week, 12, count it, 12 inmates escaped a jail in Alabama. (laughs) Alabama. Did they dig a hole? Nope. Did they do that thing where they they tied a sheet to the window, the window jail, the little window jail? Rapunzel style? Rapunzel style down? Nope. 
What did they use? Peanut butter. What? Yes. Because <laughs> that's how you're going to do it. If you're going to bust out of prison, you're going to use the thing that you have available to you the most. Peanut butter. I don't even understand how this happened. Yeah, I don't get Because, it. so, the sheriff, his name is James Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie Underwood's stepbrother. Uh, <laughs> said that he changed the numbers on the doors with peanut butter. And managed to convince one of the jailers to open that door. And it turns out that the door led to outside. <laughs> None of that makes sense. None of it makes sense. It sounds like a Looney Tunes joke. <laughs> <laughs> what I love, though, is James Underwood, Carrie Underwood's stepbrother. She, he was like, <laughs> here's what he said. Quote, changing numbers on doors with peanut butter. It may sound crazy, but these kinds of people are crazy like a fox. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> uh, he thought he was opening the cell door for this man to go in his cell, but in fact, he opened up the outside door. I just <laughs> Nothing about this makes sense. That's like you're trying to put your dog in its cage and accidentally you throw your dog outside. <laughs> you open the window and toss your dog out. One time it snowed really bad and my mom had to lower no. our dog through the window because we couldn't open the door. <laughs> She opened the window and it was dangling on its leash. It was being lowered like Tom Cruise. <laughs> Mission Impossible music played. Anyway, they got back 11 of the 12 inmates. One is still on the loose. There's a $500 reward for anybody with information, That's which sounds like much. a very low amount of money. <laughs> Next up, Princess Diana's spirit is inhabiting... Kate Middleton, according to the psychic twins that predicted 9-11. This is my favorite sentence ever. The most appalling thing to me is that I clicked on the story, and one of the first videos in the story uh, is a video of, of the psychic twins on the Jeff Probst show, which I was like, when the fuck did Jeff Probst get a talk show? <laughs> Did anybody know that Jeff Probst had a talk show? I don't know who that is. The host of Survivor. Oh! You know what these psychic twins could have done? Is told me that my Princess Diana beanie baby <laughs> would be worth nothing 20 years ago. Predict that. Next up, a bunch of White House officials were duped by an email prankster. So this email prankster pretended to be a bunch of White House officials and emailed other White House officials and got them to, like, reply and give him information. Like what kind of coffee they wanted that day? Yep. Yes. He got deep into it. Prank! Guess what Jared Prank! likes. Guess what Jared likes. Dicks. <laughs> I guess the silver lining was that he wasn't after anything like malicious. He just wanted to like be a troublemaker. So he emailed the Homeland Security advisor, Tom Bossert, whatever, whoever the fuck that is, as Jared Kushner and was like, guess what? We're planning a little party. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just responded and was like, I'm in. Here's my private email address. <laughs> Tom, we are arranging a bit of a soiree. <laughs> arranging a bit of a soiree the Jared end of August. Jared would use those terms, though. <laughs> he would. See, that's how easy it is to crack into the White House is because it's easy to impersonate a fucking idiot, <laughs> a fucking clown, you fucking puppet. <laughs> 
Uh, Chris Christie, our favorite governor. Favorite. Pictured confronting a Cubs fan at a baseball game, delicately holding a <laughs> container of nachos. <laughs> Uh, I think the guy said something like, oh, you can buy some of those nachos for me? And Chris Christie just like rounded on him and got right up in his face, bent over with his fucking pants pulled up (laughs) over his nipples (laughs) uh, and was cradling the nachos against his chest and was like, oh, you some kind of tough guy, which is the most Chris Christie sentence you could say to anybody. That's like if Chris Christie were a plush doll that you could buy from a claw machine. (laughs) If you could pull a string on his back, it would say, what are you, what are you, some kind of tough guy? (laughs) And also it would insult Snooki. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, Outback Steakhouse says they're not the Illuminati. (laughs) But that's exactly what Outback Steakhouse would say if they were the Illuminati. Why did they need to come out and say this? Some Twitter user went and charted the Outback Steakhouses in a bunch of big cities and then connected them and they make the sign of Satan. The Pentagon? The Pentagram. The Pentagram. (laughs) Asked by the Daily Dot about their plans for plotting anything nefarious, Outback Steakhouse said, quote, no plans. (laughs) Other than to bring bold steaks and blooming onions to our guests. End quote. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck you, Outback Steakhouse. Have you ever lifted up the little dish of sauce from the middle of the Bloomin' Onion? What is beneath that? There is nothing godly about that. That is (laughs) Satan's work. That is Satan's work. You know that scene from The Exorcist when Mm -hmm. she's just like exploding? exercising. That's what happens. Every time I eat a Bloomin' Onion, it's just (laughs) a scene from The Exorcist where I'm like screaming. (laughs) My voice is deeper for some reason. And there's, like, a a man inside of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for Worst Things First, the only news you need this week. Coincidentally, our last story leads into our deep dive for this week, which is foods that are fucking disgusting and that I won't eat or entertain, including the Bloomin' Onion. Gravy. Salad. Quinoa. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive. Talking about Outback Steakhouse got me thinking about a couple of things. One, fuck Australia. I don't like your spiders. I was talking to a couple of Australians the other day. Oh, look as at you. you do, as you do. And they were like, uh, I barely see any spiders. What were they like? They were like, I barely see any spiders. (laughs) Not bad. Not bad. (laughs) But barely is not good enough for me. Uh, But also it got me thinking about all of the foods that people rave over because people are out here. People are out here loving Bloomin' Onions. Fuck them. Fuck them in the face. So we're going to go through a list of some of my least favorite foods. These may be unpopular I may get a lot of letters in the mail, if you know my address, but I don't give a shit because this show is about speaking truth to power. Like, <laughs> is it? Yes. Wow. And here's, here's all of these powerful foods that I'm going to say, no, not today. I don't know if you're ready for this. Are you ready? I'm as ready as I'll ever Fuck be. Fuck macaroni and cheese. 
fuck it. I'll go on the record and say macaroni and cheese, not a good food. It's not. It's not. It's not. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. (laughs) Here's why. I don't think about this story consciously when I'm eating macaroni and cheese, but it's in there. It's in my brain. One year, when I was very little, we went to the airport to pick up my dad. I had mac and cheese for dinner, and on the way back, I was like, oh, God. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it all the way back home. And we pulled into the driveway, and I burst through the door and fucking vomited every (laughs) bit of macaroni and cheese back up into the sink. And I remember it specifically because macaroni and cheese is one of those foods that looks exactly the same coming out as it did going in. I have a feeling we're going to find out that every single one of these foods just has a story of you having thrown it up before and not being able to eat it anymore. You would not be wrong. (laughs) Next, gravy. (gasps) Fuck gravy. Gravy is like the sweat of a cooked animal. I guess. You know when you like get up from a chair and you look back down and there's like your butt imprint? Yeah. That's gravy. No. That's what gravy is. And then you pour it over your meat. (laughs) Gravy is meat lemonade. That's what it is. (laughs) It's just a big picture of meat lemonade that you're pouring all over your food. Next up, smooth peanut butter. Fuck smooth peanut butter. Unless you're in jail. Unless you're in jail. And trying to get out. And trying to get out. Then it works. Then it works. No, smooth peanut butter is like when you shave all of your pubes off. (laughs) And it's like, ugh, what am I, a child? (laughs) Next, (laughs) olives. Olives that have the little dog boners that are sticking out of them. What do you, what? The little little red rockets. I hate you. (laughs) That's what my brother and I always called them. Uh, next up, what do I hate? Most cheese is bad. Most cheese is disgusting. How can you say that? Belly button cheese. What? Pube cheese. What? Those are, what are those? Those are just diseases. Toe cheese. Those are all fungus. Toenail cheese. Cheese is not a fungus. Cheese is a fungus. <laughs> I know. By definition, <laughs> it is a fungus. But it's such a good fungus. Blue cheese it's the cheese that, like, if you made a wish to an evil genie to have cheese for the rest of your life, he'd be like, all right, I'll grant your wish. <laughs> and then he gives you blue cheese. <laughs> and you're like, genie! <laughs> you shake your fist. Also, while we're on the subject of dairy, stop calling your food milk unless it came from a teat. <laughs> Get out of my face with your fucking nut milk, with your fucking vegetable milk, with your soy milk. That's not milk. Uh, Powdered donuts. How can you not like powdered donuts? I only like glazed or dipped. Powdered donuts. Once you touch a powdered donut, you're marked forever. <laughs> There's no getting it off your hands ever again. <laughs> Did I have I told you the story about how when my brother and I were little, we got hamsters um, because my friend from school, her hamster got knocked up and she had a bunch of babies. My brother and I each got one. We named it Muffin and Biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) We were fat little children. (laughs) 
who like naming our animals after food. And for the first like three months, my brother's hamster kept biting him on the hand and like drawing blood. Oh my God. And he had like a breakdown and he was like, why does my hamster hate me? <laughs> I can't find love. And after three months, we found out it was because my mom bought an industrial size carton of powdered donuts that lasted like three months. And every time my brother handled the hamster, he had powdered sugar on his hands. <laughs> so the hamster was like, oh, delicious treat. And would just gnaw him. So another childhood story right. that so, ruined the food for you. Powdered donuts are just ammunition for <laughs> hungry hamsters. I don't like quinoa because I don't understand it. And then one time I ordered it on a salad and it got delivered to my house and I opened it and it exploded all over my shag carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and That's then I a just really had... hard thing to get out of a shag carpet. Yeah, I had to throw the carpet away eventually, like six months later. <laughs> Because there's no way to get quinoa out of a shag carpet. True. Chicken noodle soup, trash, trash. Pretzels are bad. Hot pretzels, especially bad. Key lime pie, any fruit-based dessert. Hard agree. Bad. Yeah. Chicken fried steak, sushi, fortune cookies, and Olive Garden breadsticks. Those are a bunch of foods I don't like. Make a song about that, Julie Andrews. <laughs> and thus concludes this week's Deep Dive. As you can tell, this is episode five, and we still haven't entirely figured out what we mean when we say deep dive. But whatever. It's funny. Next up, we got actress Gillian Jacobs. She's on the show for an interview and a game of Which is Worst right after this commercial break. I'd like to propose a toast to Wink, our sponsor this week. That's Wink with a C, the world's first and only personalized wine club. We're drinking some right now. Mm. Back in the day when I wanted wine, you know what I'd have to do? I'd have to walk to a store all the way across the street. And I'd get so sweaty, and then I'd have to stare at all of the bottles like an idiot. Then I'd have to pick one based on how pretty the label was and how much alcohol was in it. Then I'd get home and crank it open, and guess what? I'd always be disappointed because I'm terrible at picking. But now, thanks to Wink, those days are behind me because I get unique, delicious bottles of wine sent straight to my door every single month. I can order them, open them, drink them, all in the comfort of my own kimono right at home. Plus, Wink has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so I never pay for a bottle I don't like. And did you know you can join for free? You can skip any month, cancel any time, but right now, Wink is offering listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com unhappy. They'll even cover the cost of shipping. Look at that. That's trywink, spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C, dot com slash unhappy get twenty dollars off your first order now plus complimentary shipping try wink.com slash unhappy cheers (laughs) 
We are in the studio with Miss Gillian Jacobs, star of Netflix's Love. (laughs) Uh, Used to be on Community, it was on Girls, Movie Star, just everything. Welcome to Unhappy Hour. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. We like to get our complaining juices going by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? I've thought about this. Yes. Dill. The, the condiment or the pickle? The herb. The dill. herb. I hate I, dill. There was a second where I didn't know what dill was. Yes. <laughs> well, now you'll see it everywhere. It is also, I think, the ingredient du jour. <laughs> so it's everywhere I go, and it's the one food I can't stand. Well, I hope you can have a, a dill-free existence. Thank you. So I was thinking of dressing as up as dill for. Halloween this year <laughs> to frighten the children. Yeah. Well, yeah. confront your fears. That's what I always say. Sure. Just embody your fears. <laughs> um, what I love about you is that you play all these characters and, and your character on Love, Mickey, is uh, a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's the polite it's way It's a of clinical it. term. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you've said that your mom describes the characters that you play as, as wayward girls. Yes. <laughs> Troubled women, yes. (laughs) Um, But you are the opposite of of a wayward girl. Mm -hmm. You've talked about being sober and not not. I feel like sober is a term described that describes people who like used to drink and don't anymore. I'm a never drink. Never drink. I'm a never like the never nude from (laughs) Arrested Development. I'm a never drink. Yes. I am the opposite of that. Uh-huh. So I wonder if you if you want any tips for me about how to be like a hot mess just in life. Yes. Okay. Um, what does it feel like to have a hangover? Because I've never had one. It's just like like God is punching you in the brain. <laughs> okay. And like also every other body part mm-hmm. at once. <laughs> you like see a sound that makes you want to barf. Oh. It's just like every sense. Okay. So every sense is like mild confused. hallucinations? You're, <laughs> that might just be me. There's a crossing of the wires <laughs> sensor. Okay, got it. I feel like it's a little cliche to talk about dating because <laughs> love is is a, it's called love. But you have a lot of bad dating stories. Yes, I've, I do. I've discovered in my research. Mm-hmm. And a, one line that I'd read uh, was that the worst pickup line that you'd heard. I guess it was a guy who said, if you come home with me, my mom will oh. make us breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> if you come home with me, my mom will make us breakfast tomorrow morning. That's such a terrible line. Isn't it? Um, Didn't work. So <laughs> I was going to say, what did she make? <laughs> it's like, that's not a selling point. Yeah. Are there any runners up to that that pickup line? Well, I remember when I was a child riding the bus by myself and this man got on And he was very strange, and he sat down um, in between me and another woman, and he asked me if he could lick my neck. (gasps) Oh, no. And I said, no. (laughs) No, no, thank you. And he said, why not? (laughs) And I was like, because I don't know you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I only let people I know lick my neck. (laughs) Yeah, and then he put his arm around the woman on the other side of him, and she's like, don't touch me. And then he was like, I was just trying to comfort you. And then he stood up in the middle of the bus and said, I'm not going anywhere in particular. I'm just riding around. It was was crazy. Uh, Well, that's fun. Oh, I just remembered a really terrible uh, story of a guy trying to pick me up on a a Greyhound bus. (laughs) 
don't take the bus anymore yeah. ever. Uh, this guy, he sat down next to me. He was talking to me and he kind of, he was fine, but I didn't want to talk to him anymore. And then we got to like a long stop, I think in Harrisburg. And he said, do you want to play Frisbee with me? And I said, no. And so then he went and played Frisbee by himself. <laughs> And I remember How looking up. He would look. I looked at him out the bus window, and he would throw the frisbee and then run and try and catch it himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only the best. Only, Only the, the best. best people on Greyhound mm. buses. I love that you often make fun of your mother in <laughs> interviews. <laughs> My mom, who does listen to this podcast, also loves when I make fun of her. What is like the worst phone call you've gotten from her that's like, I cannot believe you said that? I think it's probably, um, I used to do Vine videos in the early days of Vine when uh-huh. that was a thing. R.I.P. Vine. R.I.P. Vine. And um, she doesn't know who any celebrities are. So I did a couple of Vines where I just showed her photos of various <laughs> very famous people. <laughs> and she didn't know who any of them were. She thought Tom Cruise was Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> Easy mistake to make. Sure. <laughs> She doesn't. She couldn't recognize Robert Downey Jr., Will Smith, or Tom Cruise. Okay. So that gives you. She a has sense. work to do. Yeah, but it is great because like she's unaffected by celebrity, really. Yeah. Because she only really knows who women her age are. Right. You know. So. Right. She's she could spot Helen Mirren from two miles out. You know, <laughs> but anybody else, she's not gonna have any clue who they are. Have you taken her to like events, mm-hmm. like red carpets and stuff? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's just unaffected by it. Completely unaffected. She doesn't know anybody. Mm-mm. She's fast. She's interested. Yeah. But she doesn't, she's not starstruck because she doesn't know who she's seeing. <laughs> yeah. I saw that she wanted to like come and watch you film oh. some maybe raunchier scenes. Yes. Because love gets pretty raunchy yeah. in some spots. It does. It's Netflix. You can do basically whatever. <laughs> yeah. Has she seen any fi- any filming yet? Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. She came to set. She's come to set many times. She would come to visit community all the time. And she would stay from beginning till end. She'd be there at like two in the morning at the monitor with the writers and the director. And, you know, and I was like, this is not that type of show because there might be some scenes where I don't want you there. She's like, well, I'm going to watch it on TV. I'll watch you film it. I'm like, I don't want you watching me film a sex scene that's just weird like that goes beyond supportive um and but it was funny so for the third season of love which we just shot but it hasn't come out yet i think something finally crossed the line for her she was there and we were doing a scene where paul rust who plays gus's balls are showing and they had prosthetic (laughs) balls that he was like wearing and my mom was sitting at the monitor and it was like a good hour of shooting this scene. And I think that was finally it. Like, I didn't know where the line was. We found it. It's my mom having to look at prosthetic testicles. <laughs> I think that would that would do it for most moms. She didn't probably. get it. That one was like, uh, why would you do that? <laughs> I also was fascinated. There was something I was reading or watching. Um, you have to kind of like negotiate how much nudity you're yes. willing to like show and like lawyers are like this body part you can show but Mm -hmm. this one you can't i like never thought about that and there's all kinds of terms for body parts (laughs) like your butt crack is your upper gluteal cleft Right. That's what I, that's how I always refer to my butt crack. <laughs> so yeah, so when you're when you're talking to your lawyer about how much of your upper gluteal cleft is going to be shown and for how many seconds and oh, it gets negotiated down to 
the most minute details. I'm so naive. Like I, I had a phone call with some production company and they were like, what are you, what are you willing to do? And I was like, well, obviously full frontal. And they were like, okay, noted, noted. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> that was a joke. But I, I realized I should be more careful. You don't about. put it out I there. Can't be, I can't be flippant um, about that. Mm, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no, no more. I also saw you got, um, you went to Juilliard instead of Northwestern. Yes. I went to Northwestern. So I take a personal affront (laughs) to that. Yes, because I was also like, fuck you, Northwestern. (laughs) I would have loved to have gone to Northwestern. Every day. I imagine every day at Juilliard, you just wore a fuck you, Northwestern shirt. Yeah, I just turned in the direction of Evanston and was like, fuck you. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Did you like Northwestern? Did you have a good time there? Um, Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Okay. Now you're. Oh, now I feel really sad that I didn't go. You're selling it so hard. Uh, no, I loved it. I loved. I mean, I was. I. But what I noticed about everybody is that it's everybody who was like a nerd in high school, like finally feeling like they can feel cool because mm-hmm. they're all around nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I my cousin who was a couple years older than me went to Northwestern, and I stayed in her dorm room for the night to check it out. And I was such such a nerd that I was horrified that people were drinking. <laughs> like this school is too wild for it's me. Way too wild. It's not like a party school, but in my head it was like. I mean, I refused. <laughs> Paul Russ loves the story that as a child I was offered tickets to the to the Lilith Fair, and I refused to go because I thought people would be smoking pot there. Like that's how <laughs> nervous of it. I was scared to go to a Sarah McLaughlin concert. <laughs> There are way worse things that happen at Sarah McLaughlin concerts. Yeah. (laughs) They show you really sad pictures of dogs. (laughs) She wasn't, that wasn't her thing then. So I don't know if the ASPCA would have been such a factor, but I was just concerned about drug use. Right, right. So my knowledge of Juilliard is entirely based on Save the Last Dance, uh, the movie. I don't know if you're familiar. I've never seen it. (laughs) It's it's about interracial love. Okay. And dance. Great. (laughs) So I just assume that all Juilliard classes take place in like an empty warehouse and there's a warehouse? Yep. Yes. Nope, no warehouses. It's one building in Lincoln Center. Now my entire worldview has to change. Yeah, it wasn't like just dance studios solely. That would have been more accurate. I oh, here's like, a fun, there's... weird, disgusting Juilliard fact. You want to hear it? Yes. So, you know, we had certain rooms that were ours in the, the drama division. But then musicians were always looking for places to practice. So they would come and try and practice in our rooms when we didn't have class. And um, the people who played brass instruments, you know, the instrument collects spit in it when they're playing and they would just open their valves onto our floor. And so you would come in and there'd just be a puddle of their spit. And then we would always have to do these like movement exercises and like roll around on the floor. Oh no. And um, Julia gave me ringworm. I had this rash on my arm and my classmate was like, that's ringworm. I'm like, no, it's not. It couldn't be. And she's like, no, go to go to the medical office. Someone also, you really get to know your classmates. Someone's um, uncut toenail also cut my arm once. That's horrifying. Isn't it? You really become invested in other people's hygiene when you're just basically a puddle of people all the time. Yeah, literally. Yes. You're the literal you're puddles. In puddle of spit and... So we have a game we call Which is Worst, okay. where we'll give you two situations and you have to say which is worst. 
Wonderful. Are you ready? So ready. Okay. First, which is worst? To have people only refer to you as Jillian Jacobs for the <laughs> rest happens. of your life. Yes. <laughs> or eat an entire Italian dinner in the middle of a wrestling ring while a wrestling match is happening. I think the Jillian Jacobs, because that seems like it's a one-time event, the wrestling ring, right? Yes, that's true. You get it over with. Yeah. Fair. That is a smart answer. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> This is an easy test. There are right <laughs> answers. You pass. <laughs> You're also like a wrestling fan. Yeah. Like low key. Low key. Low key. Which is worst? To get punched directly in each boob <laughs> by Lisa Vanderpump. Um, like each fish she has one one to each boob. Okay. At once. So she'll have to like set down her Pomeranian. Okay. <laughs> or get kicked in the uterus by RuPaul. It'd be an honor to have either thing happen. <laughs> that's, that's what I guessed. I guess I guess it would be worst to be kicked in the uterus because I feel like the fat of your breasts would kind of soften the blow. That's right. That's right. I saw Lisa Vanderpump recently. I was going to ask, well, yeah. where first of all? Um at Sir. I <laughs> my question was going to be, <laughs> have you been to Sir? Yes, I have. I went recently and they were filming that night <laughs> and I met Stasi. Yes. I so I had no idea what Sir was and <laughs> I, I was for those who don't know, it's like Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant and in LA. And you know LA. what Sir stands for? No. Sexy, unique restaurant. <gasps> <laughs> of course it does. Brilliant. <laughs> I had no idea what it was like it's recently. It's not the Spanish word for South. <laughs> no, no. It is and it's, a sexy, unique restaurant. It's like Mediterranean. It's everything. Right. Uh, and then also, RuPaul, you, were a, you were a guest judge, oh, yes. right? My greatest honor. Yeah. That's my dream in life. So you've, you've achieved everything I aspire to. And my episode where I was a guest judge was the best episode of every season, Snatch Game. Unquestionably. And the season that I was a guest judge on, I think, had one of the strongest Snatch Games ever. It yeah. was the year that Bianca Del Rio won. She was amazing. Adore Delano was an incredible Anna Nicole Smith. And right. Ben De La Creme was Maggie Smith. So right. there were like several very, very memorable, I'd say, you know, all-time great performances in that episode. Do you know your drag name? Oh, I've never thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. What would my drag name be? Dragulation complete. Did you watch Drag You? I actually no, I haven't. Ugh. I know. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work on it. They need to reboot Drag You, and I can go on and get my drag makeover. Yes, and, they'll give and me then we'll name. then we'll find out. Yeah, then I need we'll a sign. Out. I need it done properly. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is worst? Ending every day for a year with a roundtable of Juilliard teachers who throw tiny pumpkins at you while you cry, <laughs> <laughs> or having to repeat all of grade school. Billy Madison style, like right now as an adult. Oh, God. Does my entire life stop for the grade school or can I continue my life and I'm also going to grade school? If you could juggle it, sure. I guess I'd rather go to grade school again because <laughs> I would, I think I'd do pretty well in elementary school. That's true. Yeah. I think you'd, you'd nail it probably. Yeah, maybe I could, you know, speed it up, Doogie Howser <laughs> right, it, get through it. Yeah. Uh, I would love the math refresher though. That's, Yeah. <laughs> 
And finally, which is worst, waking up every morning on a beach in Ibiza with <laughs> no clothes on and no idea where you are. <laughs> okay. Or waking up every morning to a child screaming at you to wipe his ass. <laughs> Both of these are subtly related to your life. I am picking up on this. <laughs> I guess the child in the ass. That's worst. No, no, sorry. Um, the Ibiza beach naked. Right. That's horrifying. <laughs> that's that's mortifying. You're going to film in Ibiza, right? I, well, it's set in Ibiza. We're not going to film set in Ibiza. Okay. So you, well, good. You get to escape Ibiza. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know what Ibiza was until recently. Yeah. And it's it's basically like the Miami of Europe. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a scary place. Yeah. I, I don't think we can afford to film there. So. <laughs> <laughs> set there. But we're not filming there. Uh, okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then also, uh, you babysat a kid who insisted you wipe his ass. Yes. <laughs> I Just, saw him recently. <laughs> oh, no. That's fun. Yeah. Is he a, like an adult now? He's in high school. So that's fun to like remind kids that they used to be. It, this is the best. <laughs> Is to just tease them with things that they said and did when they were little. Remember when you used to be a little weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't wipe your own ass? Yeah. Wouldn't. Wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Well, that is all we have for Witch is Worst and all we have for you. No! <laughs> Where can people find you and in, in your work? Okay. My work, Two Seasons of Love, are on Netflix, streaming mm-hmm. currently. Six seasons of Community on Hulu. Yes. Um, and I'm about to be in a movie called Lemon that's coming out in August. I'm mainly on Instagram these days. I feel like that's my my app. All right. My appetizer. So people just just turn on your TV and you'll be on it. Same, somewhere. Some way. Well, thank you so much thank for joining you. us. And uh, we'll see you next time. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. It's time for what? Chasers. The good things that wash down the bad things at the end of the week. Barry, what's your chaser this week? Oh, Matt. You're my chaser this week. Oh, that's me. It was your birthday. It was. I love birthdays. And it was yours. You were more excited it was my birthday than I was. True. Anyway, I'm 47. (laughs) No, I turned 27. Even though people think I'm far older because (laughs) I have the body type of a much older woman. (laughs) Happy birthday, Matt. Thanks. What was your chaser? I have a few things. A few things that made me happy. Oh, that's so good. Singing Landslide by Beyonce's backup singers, the Dixie Chicks, in the shower. (laughs) Love doing that. (laughs) Highly recommend it. Uh My hero of the week is Maxine Waters. Amen. Reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time, reclaiming my time. (laughs) If you didn't see that clip, we should play a little bit of it. First of all, let me thank you for your service to California. Being a resident of California, uh, I appreciate everything that thank you've you done very much, for yeah. the community I there. I don't want to take my time. I, I've, I also I have appreciated Re- the opportunity to meet reclaiming with you my time. several times reclaiming my when time. we were doing our... our reclaiming my time. The time belongs to the gentlelady from California. Follow Maxine Waters and reclaim your time. Also, can I say multiple? Yeah, of course. It's your birthday. We're doing 27 chasers. (laughs) I saw a report. I don't know if it's true, but I'm going to repeat it anyway. That (laughs) Beyonce is in talks to star as Nala in the live action 
Lion King. Are you fucking serious? She's going for that Oscar. She wants it so bad because she's going to voice Nala. He got. And she's going to do the soundtrack or part of the soundtrack. I have chills right now. Do you I know? Have goosebumps. I remember reading that Beyonce used to tape up a picture of an Oscar and look at it when she was on the elliptical. <laughs> Which is funny, but also like very inspirational. I really love that. And it's inspirational because she doesn't have an Oscar. <laughs> so for us lesser beings, just remember that our God has flaws. She's still better than everybody. <laughs> Including you. I know. And that's it. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get this show. Hit subscribe, rate this show, and review us. But only if it's nice. Because I don't want your garbage. You can also find us on Spotify. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Josh Gwynn, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Emily Becker, and Dina Kleiner, and this week's sponsor, Wink. Music by Hansel Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Belisai. Bell-ass. A-I. Spell it right. You can pre-order my book, Everything is Awful, and Other Observations. That's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. I am aware that sometimes we're not a full hour. In fact, all the time we're not a full hour. <laughs> We've never been a full Even hour. Even though some, some lady on Twitter was like, oh, how come yours called unhappy hour if, if your show's just going to average 36 minutes and 26 seconds? Fuck you, lady. Sometimes happy hours are five hours long. Sometimes they're 36 minutes long. We do it our way. You'll get used to it. You'll take what you can get, bitch. Anyway, time isn't real. We're all going to die. So it doesn't matter because I'm the host of this show and I'll do what I want. Also, Barry decides the time, even though I've told her it should be longer. <laughs>